Hi, welcome back to the Abiding CEO podcast, where faith meets business. I'm Betsy Mejias, your host, a mental health trauma specialist and dedicated life coach. Today, I want to talk to you about the window of tolerance and connect that to the goal of abiding. Okay, so the window of tolerance is a psychological term to describe the zone of where the person is based emotional cognitive processing abilities and whether or not their nervous system is activated. So our nervous system is broken up into sympathetic and parasympathetic. So when we're in a sympathetic state, we are outside of our window of tolerance and fight, flight, or freeze kicks in. Now, fight or flight is when we get anxious, we're panicking, we're kind of impulsive, we're either going to fight or you're going to flee, but you're going to take some type of action. Um, Also, if you're constantly in this state, you may be experiencing digestive problems, hypervigilance, difficulty sleeping, because your nervous system is just so agitated and activated. Another sign that you're outside of the window of tolerance is when you're stuck off, and that is a hypoarousal state. In this state, you're going to freeze. You might find yourself depressed, a little flat, um, a little spacey, struggle with poor digestion, um, low blood pressure, and a a whole sorts of things. And our goal when we're abiding and resting in God is to be in this optimal zone of functioning, right? Where we're making thoughts from a clear space with direction, knowing that we're safe and that there's no actual danger. Now we can spiral and entertain negative thinking, especially with the day-to-day and even the long-term goals and setting that we go by because we get decision fatigue. So to better illustrate this, I'm going to give you this example. So this is probably a couple of years ago and wanting to scale and expand. And just that thought alone might be activating your nervous system, right? And throwing you outside of your window of tolerance because it seems like you put in all this effort to finally get to a certain place. And then to get to the next level, it can feel like a threat. So in my case, uh, it was opening up a second location and had looked at a place, signed a lease, got marketing material done. I'm doing it scared, right? I'm still kind of nervous. Will I get enough clients? People out here don't know me that kind of stuff. But you you press on because if you're a visionary like me, it's it's kind of hard to stop you and you do things scared. Now you're not stuck. Um, well, fast forward, we never actually got to move in with all the planning and coordination. Well, turns out we lost the lease and there was this whole refund of the money and a lot of, a lot of things went into this. And so I was left with marketing materials, uh, employee ready to go, but no office. So you can imagine when it's, it was time to go back to the drawing board and check out another location, all these thoughts were coming in. And you'll find that happens a lot. This will put you outside your window is these negative thoughts, these arrows, right? That remind you of past experiences, especially negative or painful ones. So then that'll keep you paralyzed because if you're in fight, flight or in your freeze, you're not going to accomplish your goal. 
So fast forward, having to tell everyone, take it down from the website, and then we find the new one. At this point, I'm super hesitant, but I press on and we we get the place, we get the material. And as of this date, it hasn't even been a year. And we now have two people operating out of that office and it's marching along and it's going. And so now I'm no longer in that fight, flight, or freeze when it comes to the second location. Um, But it did take some abiding. It did take trusting God. Like, okay, you gave me this vision. How is it going to play out? Who are you going to put in my path? And I can honestly say where we are now, it worked out how it needed to work out. Perhaps with the other one, I should have sought more advice. Or you know what? Sometimes things go wrong and all you can do is learn from it. We're so scared to fail sometimes, but failure is how we learn. So all that to say is stuff happens. It throws us outside of our window of tolerance. We stop abiding and now our fruit is looking all sorts of jacked up, right? Galatians tells us that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'm going to tell you right now, it's hard to do all of those things if you're outside your window of tolerance. And so that's where you have to be intentional and connect connect back to the vine, connect back to Jesus and reflect and ask him to bring the right thoughts, the right ideas, the the opportunities. And you know what? Sometimes it means it's not the time. That's a hard one to deal with when you're ready to go, but he's telling you no. Another example of being dysregulated, being agitated, being outside of your window of tolerance, but having to pull back and be patient is managing a team. We come into this with the best of hearts, but things don't always work out. And that can trigger all sorts of previous painful experiences when it comes to attachment and relationships. And you can second guess yourself. You can second guess that other person. You can want to quit, but then comes that reassurance. You're right where you're supposed to be. And that he's called you to this. And if there's a vision, he's going to back it. Um, But the question to ask yourself is, am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I fulfilling the vision for what God's called me to? Because what can happen is comparison can sabotage the vision. I'm going to say that one again. Comparison can sabotage the vision. When you're over here building, scaling, and copying what someone else is doing, it's not your vision. So it will sabotage what your true vision is supposed to be. And the more you do that, the more inauthentic you're being. And you're more likely to be outside that window of tolerance because it doesn't feel true to you, true to how you're wired. Because part of remaining in your window is understanding who you are, who he made you to be. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made. We're all unique. Some of us are really good at keeping the peace and being diplomatic. Others are are great at having a good time. Others are meant to be solopreneurs and others are meant to have big corporations and practices. No one is better or worse than the other. The best thing you can do is just figure out where your lane is, where you're called to, and be obedient to that, to rest and abide so that you can avoid sleepless nights insomnia. And I'm speaking for myself. Those are usually my red flags. And when I know I'm outside my window, my sleep 
gets affected. I want junk food. I want everything except slowing down, being intentional, being mindful, practicing soul care. That's right. I said soul care. That's taking self-care to the fullest level where you are incorporating your spiritual health. Because without your spiritual health, you have nothing. And lastly, there's the balancing your home life. All the people around you, if you're not abiding and you're not displaying these fruits of the spirit and taking care of your nervous system, it's going to affect your spouse, your children, your team, the community. And none of that lines up with our calling to be the light, to be a blessing. Again, not to be a doormat, but to love on others and use our businesses, our platform as a tool to accomplish that. I really hope you find this encouraging. Feel free to shoot me an email, betsy at betsymahans.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know any suggestions, any topics. I know I have some ideas in mind, but you might have one that I don't have. And maybe it's something I can speak into. But in the meantime, keep abiding.